Welcome back to the Fossil Theory. It's your boy Sabs here. Black Jesus. Keith. Yeah, we here. Um, we here. The dogs is all here. Oof. <laughs> I hope we get a right error within the next sixty <laughs> seconds. Uh, really bad. Um, yeah, we here. Um, I did some tests this week, so hopefully y'all. Can, if we get back to the regular audio, I know uh, last week y'all heard that audio was kind of. Actually, shout out Ryan, man. Ryan did his fucking thing on that audio. It didn't sound as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, we had some technical difficulties last week. That's why I named the episode that. Um, we recorded the episode like two and a half times. Yeah, legit two and a half times. And we tried to get some clips out to y'all, but the clips from that episode did not sync right. So, yeah, Which didn't make sense because it yeah. was all from... Well, yeah. yeah. Shit happens. Technology beating our ass right now. I'm going to keep it a beat. Shit happens, man. Technology is beating our ass. Um, so... Um, once I make this, once I figure out this financial situation, we will be buying that thing that I said we was buying last week, but I found something I really like, and I'm not going to speak it on the podcast because y'all might have bad energy out there. From what I've always knew, haters tune in too. So shout out to y'all, man. Y'all boosting up the numbers. We're up about 20, 20 to 30%. Um... Yeah, man. Uh, pretty good week. I'm happy to be here. I was late as fuck. Um, yeah, Keith's over there wilding. Keith be on his phone. Keith is like Maul from the Joe Button podcast. Y'all know Maul. Maul would just be on his phone. Or Queen Swift on the current Joe Button podcast. Needs to be on his phone. You gotta like wake him up sometimes. I'm here. Is he not always like, is he like a guest show? Who? I mean, not a guest show, guest star. Queen uh, Swift? Yeah. No, nah, he's full time. Full time, really? Technically, in his contract, he does not have to be there every episode, but he's there like ninety percent of the episodes. I just be saying some clips where he's not there, and then other clips he be there. Yeah, and well, whenever he's there, he's just like sitting in a high chair in the middle of everybody yeah, saying some wild yeah. shit. And it's like, yeah, let me not tune into this. <laughs> Shout out Flip though. He he re- reinvigorated the podcast, uh, uh, known as the Joe Biden Podcast. The numbers. Went up significantly once he came back. He has that uh, following. That, um, yeah, because that, that he speaks for the, the nigga on the block. Yeah, and even when he's wrong in a sense or whatever, well, life is about reference point. So technically, it's nobody nobody's right or wrong. Oh, but if you heard that, even when he's coming, where it's like off putting or off base, is still a good perspective a lot of the time yeah. because. Somebody can relate. Yes, yeah, yeah. A lot of niggas can relate. The, the average nigga, possibly, and on the on the average nigga in the hood can relate. Um, but yeah, um, enough about their podcast. Shout out to Fossil Theory. Um, how was y'all week, man? Well, go first. Yeah, I'll go first because it's the same thing as last week. I had a long ass week. That's all. <laughs> I'm, that's all I'm gonna say about that. Um, had a long ass week. It's starting to wind down now. You know. Job wise, but I had a long ass week. That's all I'll say. Damn. I guess I'll have. Uh, we used to build like houses and shit, bro. <laughs> you bitching about going to work, bro. I'm not bitching about going to work. I'm fuck it with I you, like bro. It. Okay. How was your week, bro? My week was horrible, man. That shit getting realer and realer by the day. So now people just got on my nerves. Um, I had to, again, two weeks in a row, people got on there, but I guess I forgot how it feels for people to get on my nerves. And then. Um, not like the average one, like where I really be pissed and I don't want to speak to nobody. I, I forgot how that felt. And um, I had to find my balance on that. And then I went out. Um, last night I went out? I think I went out last night. Yeah, that was last night. Bro. Yeah, it was last night I went out last night. And um, food sucked. 
Damn. Yeah, food sucked. Where you go? Uh, Let's put them on blast. Hook and ladder, Skybar. Great vibe. Great vibe. You know what's crazy? All those sky situations don't really be doing that well yeah, in Philly. The food is, if you go for drinks, though, in the ambiance, 10 out of 10. Food, know, though. Attico is pretty good. I, Attico drinks are good. I like the food, too. I, I haven't had that chance. All right, quick. I had quick, a great night at Attico. Quick, um, <laughs> impromptu, is that what they call it? Like, where it's on the spot? Mm-hmm. Top three restaurants. Switch off the top three, three. Top three favorite. It could be anything. Hey, damn. Uh-huh. Top three favorite spots to eat no in Philly. Favorite. No budget. Favorite. No budget. Um, you know, we like the con. So I got the, con, con the big Buddha. I got to put the con on there. I love the con. Um, Damn. That's hard. That's hard, sir. No, oh, come on, man. No, you put me on the spot. Like, all right. We all be right, eating. All right. No, 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 no. <laughs> Ew. Um, <laughs> no, real quick. <laughs> Pause. No, 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 no. <laughs> Shout out my old head Mac. Yo, I, I picked Mac up yesterday, right? Uh, I pick him up for the runs. We in the car. I'm talking about mirrors brushes, right? I'm like, yeah, them joints nice. I'm like, but these, I was like, I'm about to fuck with these joints because mirror bullshit. And he like, oh, all right. This nigga, we in the car. So, it, and I got a coupe. It's close quarters. He talking about, it got a curve. <laughs> so look, I let that go. I said, damn, this nigga really, he really asking, let me, he really concerned about this brush. I'm trying to put him on because he about to cut his hair. He got a little curly top. <laughs> So look, I said, I said, you can see right here. I said, yeah, the brush has a curve. No, no, relax. Listen, listen. He gonna say, oh, why? Because my joint got a curve, bro. The light was green. I stopped the car. I said, yo, you wildin', bro. Oh, you wildin'. He told me, oh, shit, that was crazy. Bro. 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 I said, yo, this is it. Oh, my God. He really wanted to let you know. <laughs> he said, I said, yeah, the brush got a curve. He said, why? Because my joint got a curve. Like, that's the norm out here. Like, I would have bung out. <laughs> I was like, bro, you got to walk the rest of the way, bro. You drew. Yeah. I said, you know the runs be early as shit? I said, yo, this is it's way too, too early. early for <laughs> I said, nigga, I'm just talking about brushing your hair. Yo. Yeah, man. Yo, Matt, crazy as shit, bro. Talk about this shit got a curve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he crazy as shit. I just looked at him. Bro. I don't know, my bitches don't even ask you that this early, bro. You want some weird? He said, it got a curve. <laughs> <laughs> funny as shit for me. Like, yeah, the brush got a curve. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, the brush got a curve. King's th- no, thinking that. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to let him go. Because Matt a little older. Matt like 40 something. So I'm like, I'm going to let him go. Oh, he watched Cam and Mason them, but like, I'm going to let him go. He might not have known what he just did. <laughs> and then he came back with it and was like, oh, why? Because my drone got a curve. <laughs> and started looking out the window. I said, hey. I said, hey, you. <laughs> he said, hey, yo, that was crazy. I'm so sorry. That was crazy. No, bro. He told me he left. He said, because my drone got a curve. My drone got a curve. He did just say the foul shit. Like, that's cool. <laughs> Maybe he was in a bed trolling mood because y'all not got all these weird color do rags and shit. I came in here, my lime green do rag on. I look over, I try not paying no money. I'm like, <laughs> I say, yo, he's my off found the stash. My fault. I'm like, this nigga bed. So maybe, bro. I'm like, you too old. Yeah, Matt, funny as shit. It's eight thirty in the morning. You all play. <laughs> um, yeah, but top three, y'all got all right. So, so Budokan, but listen, listen. I'm listening. Past Budokan. Baddest joint of your life, you get a date with her. You want to impress her on a date. Where are you taking her? I got to take her and to the steakhouse. 
Where are you taking her? Butcher and singer because it's a little dumb. If we want to, he going. He going. That young man going to Alpen though. You going. Uh, you going to butcher? I'm going to Alpen. So that's where I'm, that's where my next date is going to be to Alpen. You like her? Huh? Do you, I like her? You love her? No, nah, oh, I mean I like her. I like my fault. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. my next you date love her was crazy. You guys, you guys nuts. Um, but Alpen would be my next spot. But if, like you said, if it's a date and I'm trying to impress her or whatever. Because it's real fucking dark in there. When we saw the joint in there, she was bad as shit and she was by herself. And the dude came oh, in. Oh, she was, yeah, I was about to say she wasn't by herself. Then, no, boy came in later, shit. Yeah. Um, so, what's y'all? So, was, we, at, we got Budokan. What's number two for you? Truthfully, I want to say Alpen Rose. Alpen Rose. What's your number two? Butcher and Singer? Butcher and Singer. And then I'll, right. go, I'll go Butcher and Singer or Capital Girl. I really love Capital Girl. Capital the joint Girl, downtown. Uh, You're a Capital slut. Girl. I'm a slut. You're a slut. I'm a slut. I would have said Morton's, but the food wasn't good. All right, I'm gonna go LMNO. It's my favorite spot in the city right now. That's deep. It's great, John. Um, that that it, prickly pear margarita. It is not low. Say what? It is Excuse not me. low. Say what? Prickly pear margarita. That sounds crazy. It is. It is. Bro, crazy. That might be the best margarita I've I, had. I've not gone in there and spent under ninety dollars on drinks one time. I'm, not I'm, one that's time. just the, the margaritas. Yeah. Because we getting about two pictures. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. me Pearson and Ty went, we was we got something else, and then we got that. And I was like, yo, why you, we, like, we asked the bartender, like, yo, why you ain't just tell us about this? He was like, I wanted to let y'all You heard about it. this mission? I didn't know about this mission. <laughs> he was like, I wanted to let you find it for yourself. Listen, I just wrote that down in my notes. Prickly pear margarita. Um, um, I know I like a lot. Um, and I'm glad the hype died down. Steak 48 for me. Chicken fried like lobster tails. Nice steak. Um, the shrimp is good. Everything's good to me there. And... Um, I'm going to have to still check Alpen out. I haven't been yet. And uh, so I'm, I'm going to say that's number one on my want to try list. And then I had a really, really good experience at Eddie V's earlier this year for my mom's birthday. I had a good experience at Eddie V's too. No, well, the service is just, they got the best service in the city to me. No cap. Like they treat you like you own the spot. No cap. Like that shit kind of weird. Like it's like, yo, this feels too good. Have like, you ever been to Alpen? They treat you like you own the spot. So if it's better than that, I might have to. So yeah, I, I swap it out. Yeah, I want to go try Alpen. So, um, anybody want to, you know, what I mean, come in the Philly area, just get y'all like six or seven spots. And Budokan is my number one. I'm, Asian fusion is my favorite type of food. So yeah. you got to get the, chops. you got to get the lamb chops and the, the crab, crab fried rice. The crab. That's it. I'm more of a lobster. So, oh no. So you got to do lobster egg rolls. I'm more of a lobster fried rice person also. So you know, it's whatever. Um. Yeah. See. See. Uh, quick little telling the people and putting them on some game. Because <laughs> these people don't be knowing what to eat. Yeah. Enough of the Morimoto and fucking May May shit corny. You know where I want to hey, go? Yo. I keep hearing this stuff about Double Knot. I haven't been there. Double Knot. Double Knot. Oh yeah, I went there. I haven't I been there yet. I, I, I keep hearing good things about it. Real good. Where did I put my phone? Young lady, I talked to you still has those pictures up. She loves that place. Say it again. Nothing. Young lady, you used to talk to her. She loves that place. Yeah. Or you still talk to her. I don't talk to her no more. I don't know who. Do you, you know what I mean? It's not like an outs. I, I don't know who you. I don't talk to nobody. We yeah. don't want to know. Yeah. 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 Oh, shit. Let's clip this part up. Um, yeah. Um, I'm, I don't want to get right into it. Um, so I'm, I'm itching. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm itching too. But because it's, it's, a, it's a conversation of conversations. And it's still, I warned people about four episodes, five episodes ago. About where the conversation would go after after this uh, piece of art dropped, and can we call it that? 
Yes. Okay. After this piece of art dropped, um, and I'm still ready to have a conversation. And you know, so but uh, what y'all think about you know NBA preseason has been taken off? Not it's preseason, right? Technically, it's probably preseason. Yeah, yeah. So two weeks pre-season. until the first game. I think the first game is the twentieth, twenty third, twenty third. Three weeks. I thought the first game is the twenty third. I've seen multiple team accounts uh, on my free, well, the podcast for you page. I don't have a Twitter saying it was twenty one days until the season starts. I thought the this this Bucks and the the Sixers play on the twenty seventh. I'm not sure why they posted that then, because the Sixers definitely posted twenty one days because it was a picture of Joel and B. But twenty one days it's, would be like the regular season tips off on the fourteenth. I meant the twenty fourth. Yeah, I was about to say because so maybe I can't say why I know that, but I know that. Yeah, maybe it's oh shit until we play. That would make sense. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. So what y'all? Take, oh, shit. Damn, that was crazy. I'm sorry if y'all heard it. Uh, what's y'all dark horse? What's y'all take away? Uh, all right, fuck it. Let me organize this conversation better. Big news first: Damian Lillard Bucks. We didn't talk about it last week. What is what is? And then followed by the subsequent uh, Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday to the Celtics, which raises two more uh, runaway favorites in the NBA as far as balanced teams and I would say complementary uh, players in the East. Um, what did y'all take uh, about the Drew Holiday trade? You want to go first? Yeah, yeah. I, I'll go first. It's, it's short and simple for me. Um, I think that the Celtics are at a point now where it's like you can only get but so much better. I think you just got to do it at this point. Like the addition of Porzingis, um, you got rid of Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon, Malcolm Marcus Brogdon. Smart, and Robert Williams. Yeah, yeah. So like. I don't like them getting rid of Robert Williams. Me either. But it's just like so many, it's just only but so many moves that you could do to improve until the it's to the point where like you just gotta go out and win. Like yeah. just win the game. Right. I feel like if they didn't play the Warriors, they would be NBA champions or they would have a championship. Um but I think the addition of Drew Holiday replaces uh Marcus Smart. Well, kind of smarter player. Yeah, better player. Add, yeah. Better, smarter. But I don't think that was their problem. Their problem is their two stars just can't get the job done. Either uh, they're injured or they get real inefficient. Yeah, but, I, I think I like I think they would have beat. I think they would have beat the Heat if Jason Tatum didn't tore his ankle in the first like ten Ooh. seconds of the game. Jason Tatum, he tore his ankle. He, he tore turn, turn, turned his ankle. Oh, oh, his ankle. Yeah, if he yeah. twisted his ankle that bad in the first two minutes of the game, I think he was going to have one of those moments. Personally, I think um, I feel like Damon Giannis go into that. Maybe at the top of that best duo in the league yeah. um, conversation. That's unstoppable. Like, like they might be at the top. Yeah. Like when I when I saw Harden and B, I feel like for at least regular season, that's the best duo. Like you kind of got to pick your poison on that. And now you get a. Now you're getting a person that like I would say you're getting a more effective version of that. You got a monster and a killer on this. I team. think yeah. I think you you getting. Dame more effective that. in a different way because Dame, I don't think they, I think James Harden one of the best passers we've seen. Period. Correct. So it's like throughout that out that pick and roll, and he's coming from a left handed perspective, so it's a little different. Like that spin on the ball is totally opposite than what you used to. And he's a left handed person that actually enjoys going to the right side and pulling up. So it's like, well, everybody likes pulling up to the opposite hand, but mm-hmm. it's easier. It's like, you know, it. it, it it helps a lot, my, my, um, my, but I, I think the trade is 
It puts Milwaukee right back to where they wanted to be instead of getting kicked out in the first round by the Heat alone. I think they only got kicked out the first round because Giannis injured. Yeah, I think but, the Heat got like essentially very lucky. Like all, the, I mean, you have to have all the cards fall in your favor to win. Yeah, you an eight, you AC. But I think it like really went in their favor on top of Jimmy Butler turning into a fucking supernova like he does every playoffs. Um, but I think now that you have Dame and Giannis. It's a little different than Embiid and Harden because Embiid and Harden are two injured crybabies, kind of. Not like, like, damn. Not in the sense of like they'll cry every five, but like when shit don't go their way, they're not getting back on defense. They're not getting their full effort. Whereas Giannis yeah. is getting it 100% all the time. And Dame don't like to lose. And like, they, you got two killers yeah. instead of two people who are just extremely talented. I agree with that. You have two uh, mental, like, I think that's where. Like Kobe said in an interview, at that level, the talent level across the league is not like you have your. It's not that much different. You have your you have your guys like LeBron. You could tell LeBron has just a lot of natural talent, like just naturally. Carmelo's, um, KD. Like even if KD's not talented necessarily, he has a basketball body. Mm-hmm. Like period. So it's like seven foot, you know, agile, athletic. You got these players um, that are just naturally talented. But he was like, most players, it's the mentality that separates everyone. Mm-hmm. Look at J.R. Smith. Look at Nick Young. Like, These J.R. players can do everything Young on a basketball have, court. Have every two in their hands. But they don't have it's, mental it's what's between their ears yeah. that you know you separates can, them. You can tell, like, there's games where Nick Young would just be giving LeBron the work. Mm-hmm. There's games where J.R. Smith is giving, giving everybody the mm-hmm. work. And it's just like, yo, why can't you do this every night? Oh, you're retarded. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. yeah. Okay. Huh? On the court? <laughs> yeah, on the court. Oh, 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 oh. Maybe those. Oh, oh, oh. So y'all think the trade was good for both teams, Celtics and the Bucks? Yeah, yeah, but I think I think it's one of those trades where like if you can stop a crazy a crazy uh a crazy partnership, I think you gotta do it. Like that didn't really does that really move the needle for you? What, what do you mean? mean? Like Drew Holiday to the Celtics is kind of like, yeah, you got better, but like, does that move the needle for you? Like, I think Drew Holiday was notoriously a, play, a playoff dropper at this point, even though he plays really good defense. I'm being a fourth or fifth option on some nights helps a lot because yeah. he's going to give you the versus, defense versus being that third. Right now, yeah, now but on Jason Tatum end, doesn't have to guard the best player every night. Right, but now on the other end, on the back side of it, you gave Giannis Dame Willard. Facts, but if I'm gonna give you Dame Lillard, I'm gonna give Drew Holiday, who is a good matchup for Dame Lillard. Mm-hmm. We're, we're forgetting again. This is years ago, but Drew made Dame have one of his had his worst playoffs. We well, played for the Pelicans, right? Yeah, those days are they long swept. Gone. It's long gone, but it's not like deep, Dame may have gotten better on offense, but it's not like Drew starts slacking on defense. If anything, he got better. So if you're going to give, the, all right, you get you getting Dame. We're gonna take the nigga that can probably give us the best chance to stop it, Dame. And then we got Tatum versus Giannis, which is always fun to watch. Oh no, I I, I just feel like the I East, think your point still stands. Whereas like the East is what the East is going to be great this year. It's going to be fun to watch. I think it's going to be two teams. No, I think it's two teams. Sixers didn't get better, yes, and then there's no we got a better coach. Okay, we didn't get better talent wise, and we're going to probably end up losing our our other superstar. And B hasn't shown me he can play seventy games in a season. Um, and he played like 72 this year? No. Yes, he did. Go ahead. I'm, I'm looking. Um, he hasn't shown he could play 70 games in a season or be healthy past the first round of a playoff series. Um, Tobias still isn't, you know. We don't got to talk about Tobias. We, got, <laughs> we picked up Kelly Oubre. 
I like Kelly. Oh, Oubre. that's another thing. Kelly Oubre and James Harden don't like each other. So yeah. how is that going to work? Now, now we have chemistry issues. And we got Pat Bev and Pat Bev a dog. Kelly Oubre a dog. So we got two dogs. Because I feel like that's what we are missing. We don't have no players with dog mentalities. And how then, many games he played? Uh, 66. Exactly. <laughs> this is his healthiest season in the group. That, that's your healthiest uh, season before they play 68. You did? Oh, okay, well, you, you haven't shown you can play 70 games in this year. I mean, at this point. That's crazy. 66, 68. It's right there. But he's not missing games for like just rest. Yeah. It's like, you're not hurt. resting. You're hurt. <laughs> like, well, I mean, we would have to go back and look as to the reason why he missed those games. I'm pretty sure he missed because he was hurt. Because of rest. Maybe okay. one or two. Yeah. But I don't think in last year, because let's not get it twisted. NB is like MVP chasing at this point. Yeah. So he's. he's He's going to actively play. He's going to actively play as many games as he can. To the only game he missed because of rest, ironically, was against the Nuggets. Mm, yeah, at Denver. Yeah, he always misses that game. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, shit. It's because of right now the elevation. I don't buy that shit, bro. That's weird. What to duck the elevation? Duck the duck the elevation? No, I'm saying like I don't. I don't. I don't. You don't buy the elevation? Yeah, that's like, real. That shit's real. Denver, Everybody says it. Like the first, like your Even first ten went, minutes uh, are like. I mean, when I went snow tubing out there, uh, it, you feel a little, little different. <laughs> Maybe I'm just different. Muffle, muffle, muffle. I didn't mean it like that, but when I went out there, I wasn't like, oh shit. Like, were you doing anything active? Yeah, you were hooping. Yeah, I was hooping. You're a liar. Yeah, <laughs> you just bold faced my, t- no my ten day contract with the Knights. <laughs> <laughs> but I think your point about like the Celtics just having to win now is kind of like. If they don't win now or next year, what do you do? Because you, Blow that Robert Wa- Robert Williams, they probably traded him because I don't think he's ever going to be fully healthy again. Where was where is he at now? He's in Portland. For who they got? They got DeAndre Aiden and Robert Williams. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I like that for them. But Robert Williams isn't healthy anymore. Remember the Celtics kind of screwed him over on his uh, his yeah. knee. Uh-huh. So I think that's kind of why they got rid of him. But I feel like he's a better def- he's a better piece defensively. Like now you've you've solidified your perimeter play, but now who's going to be the rim protector? Porzingis. Porzingis. Mm. Yeah. He's already a rim protector. That's the funny part. He, he's 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 good, but I feel like Robert Williams is like elite. He was in that elite category. Yeah, you elite for like fourteen games out of the year. Yeah, so I get why they got rid of him, but I just feel like that's a little step for, 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 for my liking. Yeah. Um. Enough NBA. Phillies. Red October. Phillies doing the damn thing. And they won the first game of the series. Once. Once again, Atlanta fighting it bad. Um. The Phillies are such a shining. Uh, Phillies and Eagles are like shining stars in the city where the Sixers continue to disappoint the fan base. Mm-hmm. At least they be trying. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think Philly fans, like Philly fans, go support the uh, Flyers, and it's like you be trying to win. Yeah. I think the thing is, all jokes aside. And I think that's what I was talking to my parents about yesterday. The thing is, once you get too extreme or something, or once something takes out the human element and becomes robotic, you take out the soul. And Daryl Morey strips teams of their soul mm-hmm. um, with being too analytical. And Kyrie said it, and I'm a, I'm actually agreeing with him for once with his out, out the box thinking. thinking. Like I respect Kyrie for being a thinker. I'm not one of those people that like, oh yeah, you you you, whatever. You know, people call Kyrie. I respect out the box thinkers. I'm always listen to what you're saying, even if it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. But Kyrie calling it an art, 
is some real shit. Um, like the way basketball players, like the way he plays basketball is an art. The way we are, our favorite basketball players play basketball. It was more of a art of creativity. It wasn't these robotic drills or so. Like you get the thing of Carmelo pump fakes the three, steps in, takes a a mid range, and got to say my fault. That fucks a player up. That fucks a team up. Because it gets to the point where y'all just came off of missing 28 straight threes. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck are y'all doing? You know what I mean? So it's like... If y'all don't take 28 threes, y'all might win. If y'all, t- if y'all, y'all pump fake, because y'all shoot threes. Yeah. Y'all was a record-breaking shooting... It's record-breaking offense, period. And y'all was one of the best defensive teams we ever seen. Yeah. If y'all pump fake a couple little threes, because they're going to move as you come you in... Shoot. And dribble <laughs> and take a pull you up. Get some wide open layups. The best James Harden was a few years ago, like six, seven years ago, maybe when he had more diversity in his game, where you couldn't tell. First got to Houston. You couldn't tell what he was going to yeah. do. He would come off a curl and shoot a mid range. Come off a curl, shoot a three. Come off a curl, y'all come to blitz him. He's throwing the pass for an assist. Yeah. He'll drive baseline. He see a double. Throw the pass to the other side. Every, he can make every pass on the court. So and you're, the most dangerous passes come from that free throw line area. Because when you're passing from the three-point line, it's only so many places you can go without exactly. getting there in time. So I think they're more taking the art out of basketball or, yeah, the art out of the organizations that he works with um, leads to less basketball creativity. Like, you can't be overly analytical. I don't think that Nikola Jokic plays basketball to be like, all right, I'm going to shoot 60% from here and I'm only, sp- I'm going to spam this. I think he naturally plays basketball and it happens to be One your, best yeah, 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 exactly. So it's like, because some of the passes you throw, you yeah, shouldn't throw. You would <laughs> throw those passes. Like, and it's like, coach if a coach, if Mike you. Malone was the, never throw that pass again. I don't yeah. care if he made the three. You take yeah, away from you take away the and that's why people don't like watching um, regular season no more because you take away the fun of basketball. Well, everything is super commercial. Yeah. It gets to the point where, uh, and we it kind of goes into the theme I wanted to keep this week where it becomes the old man, like I remember this and it's like oh, come on, grandpa, like yeah. and it's like, nah, the NBA product, albeit making more money than ever has lost his soul a little bit. Like, right. NBA regular season matchups used to mean something. They they did. And that's what we grew up on. So I want to touch on the old man perspective. Do you think it's fair? Because maybe the new generation isn't looking for that. What do you mean? So, like, we grew up on, like, regular season matchup, a Tuesday night, Sixers versus Celtics. Like, yo, this shit means something. No matter who win or lose, this shit matter. Even if there are 10 games ahead of us, this shit matter. Now it's times where, like, the new, the newer kids are just looking for a highlight. They don't care about the grit in the ground. But that's that's programming, for sure. But do you think it's fair to say like no? Because that's our experience. But this is their experience. I don't think it's fair because, or well, not fair, but I would say it's valid because the machine controls the consumer, not the other way around. In my opinion, I personally think like the machine, the NBA sets it up to where. We still not touching Jordan numbers from 98, 97, as far as viewership. That's a problem. So your product is making more than ever on the backs of Jordan, Kobe, LeBron. You know what I mean? And, you know, even go back to Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. But you could be making even more if you added some soul to it. 
But I guess once your bottom line hits where you think it's supposed to be or record-breaking levels, it's like, fuck it. But you could burn the product out. You know what I mean? Like, the numbers, the viewership numbers definitely through the last decade were down a little bit. And I think 2013, 2014 was the last, like, the Warriors play a beautiful game of basketball. I wish more teams emulated it. But it's not just emulate. It's, I was about to say, it's not hard to emulate. No, no doubt. <laughs> but it's not hard to emulate past the fucking ball. But that's not what kids want to see. Yeah, but they want to see. They want to. Feels like seeing the Warriors, though. I mean, it's, it's Steph. It's Steph <laughs> but you could have more Stephs with the quality of shots created through passing the ball. Like their their offense, the, the Warriors offense is a mixture of the old Bulls offense or Tex Winters offense. The uh, D'Antoni offense and the Spurs. That's that's literally like their whole concept. And he took the elevate elevators play from Mike Brown, uh, where Steph runs through the yeah, fucking, double screen. Yeah, and he yeah. pulls it. But like, I don't know, man. Like, I think everything is losing its soul. And I was talking to uh, well, capitalism for when capitalism meet art. Art always moving. Yeah, art. So, and, uh, but I like that. Yeah. And I agree with you. I'm not saying I don't. I just I'm trying to look at it from the point of view of... But again, children don't really know what's good for them. They're just yeah. consuming a product. My man Edward said some shit the other day where it's like... Um, Sexy Ray said the shit about Trump. And I don't have a problem if you... I do. But I don't really have a problem. In this. Like, you have the freedom you to said, go... I do. Yeah, you have the freedom to go be a Trump fan if you want. Just make sure you're reasoning. Don't come, in, don't come to me with bullshit reasoning. Or keep trying to, because he he was against the checks. He he wanted his name on the checks. He was against the checks, literally. And then he held the checks hostage, and said, "Reelect me, and then I'll let go of the money when people are starving." So and it's like fourteen hundred dollars in the grand scheme of things. So it's like, yeah, like how much was that? Though? I don't think it was. So I mean, or it's like yo, he freed people, and then you go behind the scenes, and it's like. Oh, he freed people like rappers that could pay for pardons. Yeah. And it was around $2 million. So, what are we doing here? Like, I, I don't, I the don't. Optics of it. I, 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 yeah, I, 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 he played the game right as a politician. Yeah. But my man Anwar said it the best. Um, I actually want to quote him directly because um, he's a lawyer. So, you know, he's well read and well spoken. But basically, he said, usual rap shit. Bring him back because he funny. He, he got niggas out of jail. He gave away stimulus money. Most people for but most people who support for those reasons alone, I don't think they genuinely know the effects of his presidency. I imagine she have an opinion on women having the right to decide they want an abortion. She may have even discussed it in her interviews. IDK, she probably doesn't even see the through line between Trump's pre- presidency and the effect on that. They stopped Obama from appointing a certain amount of judges. He was able to only appoint, I think, about 50. 50 out of what, 300? Yeah, something like that. And Trump was able to take those extra, I think 50 out of 200. Trump was able to take the extra 150 and able to appoint 350. I I would say like not even just that. He stacked the entire judicial system. Exactly. (laughs) And you got to think. Because the Supreme Court judges, he appointed. I let Lil Wayne go. I let Kodak Black go. But I put my federal judges in here. And what happens to a lot of black people? We get caught up in the feds. Mm -hmm. So it's like. I'm just going to round y'all back up. And I got my bread and went away. Yeah. So and when we round you up this time. You cooked. Yeah. And changed all the rules. Exactly. <laughs> um, he said, it's like a kid who wants, Oreo, who wants to eat Oreos for dinner every night. 
They want them because they taste good. They have no real understanding of how that could be terrible for your body, has no nutrients, etc. They're just unknowing kids who just want who want something because it tastes good. When a kid says they want Oreos for dinner, we don't do things piece, think pieces on it. We say, quote unquote, okay, okay, sure. And ignore it because we know they don't know no better. And I think, uh, well said by Anwar, but I think overall, that is we give into that, where it's like the microwave generation is becoming more and more uh, in our faces. Like where it's like, and I guess it's, we get older, so. I think there's an, another point of view though, because yes, we normally do like ignore kids, but us ignoring kids usually causes them to create something special and newer. Like the music we grew up in, like Backpacker, like uh, Mac Miller or um, who else? I think Odd Future. Those are people that like parents were like, yo, I'm ignoring that. Like you want that, but no but they created something special. So we can't always turn our backs on it or tell them no, because they might be onto something. What'd you think, Keith? Um, As far as like sexy red and Trump? No. no. <laughs> like the overarching point. The overarching, overarching point. Um, so you say, I'm hating. Yeah, I don't know, bro. Like the fact that we, like kids, don't really want the beautiful nostalgia that we grew up on or the soul of things from our point of view, because that's what we grew up on. Mm -hmm. To them, they want the flash in the pan stuff, Jason Tatum, Step Back Threes, uh, Sexy Red. Um, what's their latest song, I'm sorry? Or just Hellcats, SRTs. Yeah. They, want, they want that type of stuff. And to us, we think it's moving away from the essence of what we know and the soul of everything, which I kind of agree. I think everything these days is created with the intent of making a quick buck. Absolutely. But... Or being quick to consume, like, oh, I could watch this in 30 seconds and I, I agree. But from another point of view, is that like people like Mac Miller, Odd Future, those that echelon of counterculture. Culture, we our parents would have saw it as as what we look at the culture now. So is it fair to say that, you know, we should always say no? Because they may be developing something more beautiful than we can conceptualize in the moment. Um we shouldn't I, always say no, but I think if it's something harming, harmful and damaging as, I don't want to say sexy red, because I, I think she's, I think she's funny, but <laughs> if we keep it in a bean, bro, some of the things that sexy red, I'm not even going to say just sexy red because just because she's a woman, but some of these things that yeah, sexy rappers, red, just say rappers, 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 there you go, thank you. Some rappers put out, it's very harmful. Absolutely. All jokes aside. One, what I respond to the kids and what you'll see as you get older. And, you, you know, we I don't have a chain on our Rolex one, so you might not listen. If you're younger than me, listen to this. You can't spark notes life. I, I didn't catch that. You can't spark notes life. OK. Like sometimes you have to go through the book. And learn the story to pull the lesson on your own instead of reading someone else's proofread notes or perspective through things. Like there's certain things you have to go through. And then it also just the way you experience the words can give you something different. So it's not even always about. Right. And like we, we, we offer sports. So shout out to Philly, shout out the Eagles, <laughs> um, Sixers. I hope y'all get rid of Daryl Morey, man, and bring some soul back to I basketball. I wish y'all to leave my family Because y'all have a generational talent energy. But, um, yeah, that that leads to you can keep going, guys. 
No, um, I just I just agree that like, yes, sometimes you always have to go through it, or just for your own point of view, because like, I remember reading books or writing papers as growing up, and my teacher would always went to the side like, what made you draw this conclusion? Facts. And it was just always because I thought of it differently. It's not to per se that you're, the way you look at it is wrong. It's just interesting that you didn't pull what everyone else pulled from this. Yeah, like you're, you're so young, but you have so much insight on this exactly. topic. It's like, I need to know. Like, where I need to know from. what the, f- it's more like, what the fuck did you go through to make you think Bro, that? I remember I wrote a paper in seventh grade and my English teacher pulled me to the side like, you didn't write this. I was like, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I absolutely did write this. Um, so it's just always like I, I agree with the overarching point that sometimes like when it's bad and we know it's bad, we should correct the child. But I just feel like sometimes we get into this like old man Ebro, a lot of shit he says, I just be like, I can't really get that. Like him telling Uzi, like, you're not gonna be around in the next six years and now Uzi's one of the biggest stars on the planet. I feel when like shit he just like comes off like an asshole, so people just brush off what he says. It's like hey, that too, but it, it gets some, it gets some clicks and views. I listen to Ebro though. I I don't. You know why I listen to you, bro? Because he still has influence on what we actually get to consume. That's true. I just I just try to stay away from guys. Every time I see an uh, Ebro clip, it's uh, him, the girl. Uh, what's her name? Angie Martinez? That's her name? Is that her name? She's not even a hot 97 anymore, so I'm not sure. It used to be him and Peter Rosenberg. Yeah. Her, Angie Martinez? She used to be up there. Yeah, like every time they would interview like a younger artist... Mar- Angie Martinez, let's separate, let's differentiate, because she wasn't a part of that interview crew. Yeah, she had her she, own. She was very embracing of, of the newer acts and the, the younger acts. Okay, so Peter Rosenberg yeah. in Old Man Well, Ingram. Peter Rosenberg is a, a backpacker type of guy that works, in, works for Hot 97. So there's going to be a conflict right there. I just felt like every time they had a younger act on, they were very like, belittling and condescending towards them yes. or just like like oh like yeah you make good music but like back in the day you had to have bars like nigga he's clearly not this type of rapper or he or she is clearly not this type of rapper yeah. and they uh, they let them get on to these but they would to the say, radio station and just grill them the whole time that, like, they would say that that's like, weird they me. would say the shit that we saying right now that they was taking a soul out of hip hop touche and I agree honestly but as I get older like I see it, and you can enjoy something that's soulless, but it becomes a point where it's like, where are the nutrients? Hold on to that thought for this consumption. Um, <laughs> this guy, this guy. What are we? Thirty-eight minutes in, man. Y'all want to just do it? I think we should jump right into the, it. Be potatoes. When when Kaz asked me, "What do I think?" I was about to say, "You, you want to jump into? You want to jump into it?" Cause Pause. that's what. I, <laughs> Pause. I don't want to talk. Anymore. We got a few other. <laughs> we got a few other things throughout the episode to get through. I want to ask y'all a question. I want to talk about a possible new crime bill with the new mayor, um, Marshawn Lynch. I'm saving all this. I'm just letting y'all know what we got to get through. So this can be a. Everybody likes Drake. I don't care what they say, in some form or fashion. You want serious say you don't like Drake, brother? Huh? You want serious say you don't like Drake? Everybody. Where did that come? Not from? necessarily. I'm not even saying you enjoy the music. Whether I'm not just gonna say like, but everybody consumes Drake the character or Drake the rapper in some Drake capacity. Some capacity. I agree. Drake the so everybody, you know, this this we can make this get all your feelings out because I think I'm in the middle of both of y'all, boss. 
Come on, man. You know what I mean? I think I'm in the middle. Before we jump, before we get into this, are we jumping into it? Okay. Yes, I, I got it. I got the conversation, man. I didn't had the conversation myself in the mirror. You saw my Niggas audience. Audience. What that time say? Oh shit. What that time say, guys? Show it to the camera. That says three, this nigga was up late as fuck. Three oh six a.m. Three oh six a.m. I did a full, a new deep dive and re-listen of uh, for all the dogs after my first time and a half listening to it. I'm gonna start with my man Kaz, OVO XO. What are your thoughts on the album? Keys is automatically going to hate my opinion. No, fuck Keys. No, no, no. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> fuck Keys. What do you say? Fuck me. Uh, but I will say this right now, it's my least favorite Drake album. I will get that. Oh, wow. I will get that controversial opinion out. It's my least favorite Drake album, but I enjoyed it. Um, that gently song. After the first thirty seconds, that shit gotta go off, bro. <laughs> That's the one with uh, I deleted Bad Bunny. No, no. Oh, I, before I, I even um, listen to it, I did. I can't get through it. I, no, no, no. Getting through it, we not even gonna go that because once after like the first thirty seconds. I'm like, all right, the beat catches me because it's like a, a slower paced beat. It's not more, it's not suave mente, you feel me? It's just like a slower, it's more of a hip hop R&B kind of beat. And then he's speaking Spanish and I only got to Spanish too, so I can understand what he's saying and I kind of enjoyed it. But then when he started like going off the rails, I'm like, all right, bro, I gotta cut this shit off. Wait, so there's no English in the song? There's a little bit of it. It's like, like little English, it's rap. like like how like you know like Spanish speaking people will sometimes in, in yeah. America they'll put some English in there, yeah. but it's it's really Spanish. But really I'm Spanish. gonna just say this about that song: if the album drops, no, 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 at let, let Kaz get his shit off. I just want to say this about no. this: I was gonna be quiet. No, let Kaz get his shit off. Put it in your notes. <laughs> put it in because when I go, <laughs> you don't want no interruptions. I don't want no interruptions. <laughs> uh, but what is it? Twenty three songs on it. I would say twenty two. Twenty two. I would say <laughs> I, th- I thought it was twenty three. Twenty three. It's 23, my fault. Niggas took gently off in his mind. Um, uh, I would say out of the 23 songs, I like them all, except for gently. I don't like the whole thing. Um, and I will say this, the album puts me in different moods. So certain songs that I liked when I first listened to it, I didn't like later. But when I was in diff- when I was back in the mood that I listened to it the first time, like Daylight, I forgot where I was in a car listening to Daylight. And I'm like, this shit hot. Then I was in my room and it came on. I was like, I don't like this. Um, so I would say there's definitely different moods for different songs in that album. And then uh, Drew Picasso is a bomb. It's my favorite song on there. Um, the song Part Next Door is probably my second favorite song on there. Uh, what's that song? Because I had this shit. Members Only is a bomb. Uh, Away From Home is a bomb. Scissors verse on First Favorite Daddy is a bomb. Uh, the Tizo vocals, they all hit. Um, I would say I, it's just, just my, it was exactly what I expected. It was exactly what I expected as an album. Okay. I think the him dropping the 8 a.m. in Charlotte, that's 8 a.m. in Charlotte, right? Mm-hmm. Him dropping that gave me. And this is 3 p.m. in Philly. Yeah, it um. took me a different route than I had originally. I'm like, oh, or maybe he is going to rap on this. Because originally. I think as fans, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't. Don't ever put that in your mind. I think I don't. I don't know why. For like seven, eight years, we've been having that and this fantasy. Yeah, I, I tried up until he dropped that. I didn't have it in my mind. I just didn't have. Yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just reap it for what it was. But when he dropped that, I'm like, oh, all right, you about to be on some shit. 
Then it then I saw somebody say Yachty said that this is he some of Drake best verses. I was like, okay, I already know what to expect now. It dumbed my expectations back down. So, <laughs> it dumbed my Yachty expe- said that. Fuck that. <laughs> it dumbed my expectations all the way the fuck back down, bro. <laughs> Cause you ever notice when somebody say that is always not <laughs> like I've never heard somebody say that about an album, and then the album came out, and I was like, you was right. It's always motherfucker. Why did you say that? Like the dumbest nigga in the class, but yo, that test was easy. You know that test about to be hard as shit. Like, bro, you said this was easy. Yeah, nigga like, got a I, you remember the moment in class when a nigga said that because he might have took the test before you. Mm-hmm. Perfect example coming out of biology in tenth grade, my man. That was he was a little slow. That test was easy, bro. I said this about to be the hardest fucking test <laughs> I ever fucking had in my life. Test was hard as shit, bro. So. When I saw that he said that, it definitely took my expectations for the album back down. And my original point of view on it was how slimy all it is, how it's like that the, the beginning is slower and then he tries to rap at the end. That's kind of how the approach he took with most of the songs. Um, and then I would say Cole finally got off on Drake. He finally did it. I mean, finally is crazy. The, he finally did it. They got three songs. Yeah. But like, he finally did it. You want for three. All right. Um, quick before we get to Keys. Cause he's. Why do you want to go last? I feel like his. He has the longest. I game. bro. I got a fucking uh, track by track. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm drawing because I'm gently. I just put, uh, and notes. I just put Spanish. Um, <laughs> no, that's that's very accurate. That's very accurate. He just put Spanish. It's very accurate. But I will say this: Corona and a taco. I'll enjoy that song. How do y'all feel about <laughs> Corona and a taco? Oh, how do y'all this feel about? Man. How do y'all feel about? Um, the Joe Budden and Drake back and forth. You want to ask me that right now? I, I, yeah, I, 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 feel, I feel like because uh, I should have asked that before Kaz even went. I'll go first because I feel like y'all both of y'all opinions encapsulate that. Mine didn't. Um, Joe Budden, it's not like he didn't enjoy the album. So yeah, I, he said he liked yeah. it. I think that's what everybody's yeah. missing. Yeah, I don't, I don't think whoever so, posted that knew what they were doing. I mean, that, that's I, the point. That's the point of Joe Budden's podcast, or like whoever clipped it up. They're trying to get the attraction. No one's going to mm-hmm. go check and see if Joe Budden really liked. it. He actually liked the album. But I understand his point of view as an older man with Joe Biden's like 46 or some shit. You want no, to hear, like 43. Yeah, like 43. So you want to hear some older shit. I perfectly get his opinion. What he did though and where he fucked up is he tried to throw some hating shots in there. Stop fucking the 25 year olds. Joe, you be fucking 25 year olds. No, he chilling. He been fucking his age appropriate for like four years now. He been chilling lately. <laughs> And then you like fuck Casanet. Like, what are you throwing Casanet in? It wasn't. Honest, it, I feel like that's slick hating. No, but in the. Yeah, Queen's Flip tried to say that. I don't think that was hating. I got what he was saying. Yeah, I got I, what he was I feel saying. like, because you like fuck them kids, but like Drake's fan base is kids. He has a kid. I don't think. Kids and girls. That's like. I don't his, think that's it. I, I honestly, and this is from. I just thought I felt about it. I don't think he was wrong, though. Like, I just think that was. I think him and Drake both were right, but they came yeah. from different perspectives. Yeah. Like, if. Because in Drake's response, my one problem with the response, because you can respond any way you want to, because they've had this fake Cold War. You, you were one of my influences, but I surpassed you in my first album phase. You did? Slash, yeah, you did. <laughs> slash, yo, you my young bull, but you be fucking my bitches. It's like weird. They got a very weird dynamic. Yeah, so yeah. it's like whenever, and Joe Budden is actually a Drake, in his rant, he admitted, like, I'm a Drake stan. Yeah. I think he's the golden child. Like, we we he can get away with stuff nobody else can ever get away with Absolutely. because we we like this nigga bro like yeah. no matter if we be like damn why the fuck he got barrettes in his hair why he doing this why he doing that we're still gonna tune into the music because we like him bro yeah. like no matter what it is yeah. so he's a likable 
persona that he puts yes. out. So how about how about you, uh, Keith? What you think about the back and forth? I, I my problem, Just my only problem was Drake didn't address anything what Joe Button said yeah, about his own music. Yeah, he just came at him. Yeah. Just like, you, and it's like you could use that with everything, so nobody could criticize you. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of think basically because I think it was just because it was Joe Button, and, and like you said, he got this little cold world going on. Because a lot of people been getting their shit off on Drake, he don't really say shit. But when it's niggas that don't like, or he has like this sudden beef with, that's when he. Feels. Also, I think uh, people are very. Uh, Coming off uh, quasi dick eating um, by saying, you know, who is Joe? Because I had an argument with my man. I don't know if y'all saw it on Twitter. And I was like, I was like, I think it makes it worse or it got under Drake's skin because this was one of his influences when he started rapping. Yeah. And and my man was like, Joe Budden influenced nobody outside of Jersey City. And I was like, bro, it's Drake <laughs> on camera saying it. I showed him a verse when Drake first like started writing for people and getting popping. Like oh six, and he's rapping like Joe Button. He said it in the Red Radar. I used to rap like Joe Button. Like I was finding myself. But when you're finding yourself and learning how to play this sport that we call rap, that and you're using someone that's an influence of yours. It helps you find your style. I think a lot of people like outside of the rappers forget that it's an art or it's yeah. a skill, and like it's like it's like people want to work out with Katie in the summer. Yeah. You're not gonna call him a dick eater for doing it, so it's just like I be calling niggas dick eaters. Like, I remember right. Paul George, like <laughs> they the Pacers and the and uh, the Heat was going back and forth. He talking, about, I want I want to work out with Brian this summer. You dick eating, bro? <laughs> work out on your own. You tripping? Y'all come to runs, but one on one, y'all drawing. But that's how you get to the next level, though. If you're really serious about your craft, that's how you get to your next level. Like nah, you go work out with the best, or you, who you feel is the you best. You see what my man Kobe did. Worked on his fucking own. Go ahead, go ahead, Keith. Kobe worked out with Hakeem, I think. No, he did, but Hakeem wasn't his competitor no more. Kobe would come to runs, but, but his individual, he had individual, like, I'm by myself every day for Mike him. not working niggas out no more, bro. What you mean? <laughs> so, like, yeah, Hakeem is the working niggas out, but for a Paul George skill set of player, Mike not Fuck, working niggas no, out No, I'm <laughs> saying is you work out you with said. you and your trainer and then you come to runs and Bron you go like you, yo, go Brian, you got run, you got runs you got runs this summer. All right, bet I'm there. You know what I mean? We're gonna get it in that way. Pause. <laughs> but like it's like this super friendliness, it creates a level of and even for LeBron, Rich Paul said it, proximity creates disrespect. Yeah. So it's like Bron never gonna get his just due because Paul George feel LeBron. He filled LeBron because I just worked out with this nigga. I was cooking LeBron. Yeah. And he's like, yo, LeBron might have been going 40%. You know what I mean? But what you I mean, that, that's, they had a couple series with Paul George to give LeBron that work. So, yeah. What what you think, Keith, overall? About um, Joe and Drake. Um, I agree with it. I agree with the general consensus that it's very immature music. No, nigga. I'm talking about <laughs> no. the back and forth. Oh, that's that. No, I'm saying about no, just, just the just the just the, the back, back and forth. forth. Like, what do you think about it? Like, do you think that Joe is not uh, valid in his? Uh, no, Joe is a hundred percent valid. No, I'm saying. I'm listen. From Drake's perspective, you're a nigga who made it to the league and never was able to get off the bench. You had a, you know what I mean, you had a, a player of the week award and pump it up. But you never. I'm a multi-time. I'm a multi-time MVP, nigga. Who are you talking to, little nigga? Yeah. And it, that seems to be a consensus for a lot of uh, Drake's uh, fan base, honestly. Yeah. On Twitter, you, I don't, I don't like, like that. that though, I don't like that at all. It, when you put it like that, though, it would be like, 
Yeah, but it also, it was like Aaron Brooks coming but, out of LeBron. But listen, listen, his <laughs> music. And if I, what, I, that's why it's different. Because what if but I, I would just talk about his analogy? His analogy was funny. Because what if I, what if I, as a nigga that never made the league, because my hands was, I could never jump high enough. My hands wasn't big enough. I wasn't athletic enough. Period, to make the league. I can't ever critique a player and say they had a bad game because I didn't even make the league. So does that make Joe that got to the league and necessarily didn't have a great career in the league, but stayed around for a while? His career lasts about maybe like a dime, like 03 to like 2013. And he was around since like 98. But let's say professionally, your career lasts from 2003 to 2013. Joe is invalid because he didn't reach these accolades. He didn't reach the heights that Drake reached. To me, not at all. Like I I I don't understand. I understand where Drake's coming from because I it, it becomes like a nigga stop talking to me. Yeah, you know what I mean. But That's also stop talking to me. I think it's like a thing of you either were irritated because you respect Joe, because I don't think he would. He He's would irritated because it hit home. I don't know. I'm saying whether you respect this nigga, and he says something whether it was valid or invalid, yeah. you would get irritated. Because Joe always saying some slick shit, yeah. and also he made he trivialized the stomach shit, and was like, "That's because he got a BBL." I That's kind of drunk. I, I we don't know if they got stomach cancer and just lying to us. I didn't see that part, but the whole other part, the part where Drake sent that long as the passage, the essay, I agree with everything Joe said. Bro. That was a uh, that was better writing than ninety percent of the album. Also, so I need that. You said it, not me. You said I it, not agree. me. It I need that, Aubrey. It ain't really no bars on the tape. Yeah, it's like you. You basically said everything. Like I agree with what Joe said. I think that Drake's response was kind of like, "You would not give this this much energy if it didn't hit home." I think it was a Saudi response. Saudi as shit. Like whether Saudi it was valid, whether it was valid or invalid, it's like a like because you didn't address the criticism. Like if I'll be no, like, you just said I accomplished more. Than I think, that's why I don't think it hit home. I think it's just like, yo, Joe, why are you talking to me? That's kind of where I think it's coming from. I feel like once I once I'm in an argument, right, or niggas at the court and it turned into, I got more money than you. We're talking about the basketball game, bro. Like, yeah, we're talking about once you start going about money, it's like, I mean, I got you. Like, that's how I feel. I feel like as an artist, if you put art out, you have to expect criticism. Yeah, I think criticism from one of the biggest, well, it used to be music podcasts in the world, but a podcast you know is going to discuss your music. I feel like it's going to come. Um, but go ahead. You can give your album review now. Um, so I'm just gonna start this off by saying like I enjoy I enjoyed it to the extent where like yo like this music sounds okay it doesn't sound bad but I went from song to song feeling like it was just something missing and I bars thank you uh, I just felt like it was like um, I don't want to compare it to this because for all the dogs is ten times better than this but Utopia we're just like yeah like this music it sounds good but like it's empty it's soulless and i just yeah i just feel like it wasn't the features on utopia get you more than travis yeah like i I, like i'm not tuning in to utopia to hear travis yeah i'm tuning in to hear scissor and future yeah i'm tuning in to hear playboy cardi say fiend 30 times (laughs) the song is over to me basically but uh i enjoyed it i felt like something was missing it just felt empty um i also agree with the general consensus that it was just immature where it's kind of like he's rapping about dealing with 23 year olds and he's just I don't know, but like he's not he's not conducting himself like a, a 37, 36 year old. So what do you what do you think about the perspective that I'm sorry for cutting you off just really fast because mm-hmm. I'll probably forget this question. What do you think about the perspective that you only as young as you feel or as old as you feel? Because if you had as much money as drink, would you be fucking 37 years old? 
I mean, no, but to to put that to have that as I'm not gonna say it like that. Like, yeah, I'm fucking twenty year olds. Like, no, no, like you a fuck, you a fuck, twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah, but like at the same time, it's kind of like, why is this the only subject matter in your songs nowadays? I mean, what else is there from the rap about? His life, and I'm gonna get into that. We're just like his life. But why is that your life? The same shit you just said. You you were 37 and you're in the clubs with these bitches, with these young ladies at their 25, 23, 27. And that's who you mess with. Do I think it's right? No. Well, Do I that's think, where I'm at with But it's just like, what else right. is there for him to rap about? So you you have a fundamental problem with 37-year-olds done with 25-year-olds. No, because at the end of the day, that's legal. But it's just like, so nowadays, why, why is that the only subject matter of your songs? Like, what happened to songs like, Look What You've Done For Me? But he already gave you look what you done for me. But what happened to songs like that? Because if we're talking about gave it to you, if we're talking about (laughs) songs that he already gave to us, why does he keep giving us timestamps where he's just talking fly? Like I enjoy Drake the most around the time. Diplomatic immunity (laughs) and Omerta. Like I love those songs. If he was rapping like that on For All the Dogs, I would have no problem. I don't care if it was just huh? He can't do that. Why can't he? Because his fan base. I'm not saying that like yo, he can't, but why can't he? Because it, it leads to like there's a damn, how do I say this? Before you get that up, my opinion is that if Drake no matter what Drake did on his album, someone will be unhappy because his fan base is so large. That's always, but it seems like it's more it's it's like a uh I don't say a majority because that's over fifty percent. But it's a large number of people who listen to that shit and it was just like, I don't know what the fuck tight time he on. Like I'm not fucking with that. Like it just seems like it's just a collection of songs. Like he just opened up his hard drive and was just dragging shit like I like this, I like this, I like this. It has no cohesiveness. I would disagree because the people I've interacted with like it. So who have you been interacting with? That's what I'm saying. Our who we our reference points are just different. Um I do have some more notes here. Um I I, I, I'll add this. I think Drake has gotten to a point he can put out anything. Yeah. People like yeah, it. That's what I was getting to. I, was I think you fart on a track and people would be like, yeah, I'm going to lie. I never heard no fart like that. <laughs> He's mastered the, the art of appealing to casuals. Right. While also getting purists to hate listen or give it a peep to see if like he gave, he's giving them what they asked for. Whereas like, yo, like Drake can give me this on the last, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to peep this. And then it, t- it turns into hate listens. Like, oh, he's not giving me what I asked for. I'm going to keep listening. And then it's just like, yo, you didn't stream the whole album. You put money in his pocket at this point. And his core fans treat him like he he's Teflon. Like it's to the point where like he could put out shit that's not cohesive. It sounds good. It's catchy. They say they like it. And then another nigga be like, yo, this is not what I asked for. This is not rap. I don't like it. And then that's where a lot of disconnect and arguments come from, where it's just like, I'm not really fucking with that. Like he's not really talking about nothing. Then it's somebody like, yo, it sounds good. It's just like it's microwave raps. What do you think about um what is your favorite track? You're gonna get mad at me, but you know what I'm about to say. ADM and Charlotte. No. Amen. I really liked Amen. Okay. I feel like Amen was unfinished. I feel like it, it could have been longer, too. but I I feel like a lot a couple of like a couple of the songs definitely feel unfinished. Um like it'll just go to the next song. Or like, it's yeah. like a random like what when did uh the song with 21. I didn't listen to that. You know how I feel about 21. The government mandated 21 Savage feature. Got to be <laughs> away with that. The, the feature had nothing to do with the song. The song was about oh, yeah, a lot yeah. 
And it 21 like State Street, <laughs> it, first it was some something in the, oh, the girl talking. Yeah. He let her talk. He never would ever do that. Like, what, Drake, the girl was like why are we eating jerk chicken in Oxtail every day? Bro, he to let that. her like, talk for like skip. over a minute. It's a whole skit. Skip. Though he let her talk for, he would never do that in the middle of his song. Like, even with Marvin's Room, he got sued for. It was like bits and pieces of the conversation. Yeah, yeah right. You yeah. got like pieces together. Because it's like, nigga, you talking around my performance. Yeah. Instead of like, I'm performing, let this girl talk for a minute and a half, and then give you a random 21 Savage. So like, I, want, I just cut you off. He right pulled here. that shit from Rick Ross' book. I lied. Amen is not my favorite song. The song with J. Cole, First Person Shooter, that's my favorite song. Like, that actually felt hype. like they, they put care and love. They were there shit. in the studio together. Huh? They, they were there in the studio yeah. together. I felt like And that. Drake was getting off on him at first. Like, that, that, first, first. that first verse, he was he was cooking the shit out of Cole. Then, for yeah. some reason, he took his foot off the gas. And then Cole yeah. came in and was like, well, all right, I got you. Yeah, and he didn't re-record his first verse. Yeah. So that tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. I think I think Jay Cole took advantage of the moment. Are you done? Um, I'm, 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 I'm not <laughs> fucking with your opinion. <laughs> no, no, huh? No, I fuck with Seb's opinion. No, I say he not fucking with your opinion. No, I, I, I mean, I, at first, honestly, I thought that one of y'all was gonna come in here and be like, "Yo, I fuck with that album." I like, fuck with it. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. fuck with it. He said it already. Yeah, I fuck with we'll it. talk after the pot. I thought right. that shit up and down before y'all came. <laughs> Commercially, Drake is the greatest rapper of all time. Commercially, yes. I'm no, not. I'm not, not talking about accolades. I'm talking about. Commercially, uh, yeah. no, 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 no. The Drake is a brand. No, Drake is the greatest rapper of all time. Simple. I'm glad you finally came to this conclusion, brother. Flat, I love you. I love you. And I'll say this objectively because, and it's not. It has nothing to do with the art at this point. He starts stretching. <laughs> Everything he does. Because the machine behind him is so big. Okay, I agree. I thought you were. Everything he does, like I said, it has nothing to do with the art at this point. Yeah. I said it yesterday. Drake Drake has been dominant, whether he's number one or number three or number four at the time, from 2009. 2008, if you ask me. What are you dropping? There's no single in 2008. Best I ever had come in 2008? Commercial released 2009. Oh, my fault. My bad. But I think. I don't know. I but, thought the story was away. My bad, though. All right, but in the end of 08, commercially, he's been dominant since he stepped in the door. Yeah, no doubt. But it's just criticism to the actual music. I listen, okay. listen. Dominant from then to now, every single year, Drake has touched the billboard in some form or fashion. No other rapper maybe ever has done that. And now you get to the point where I think a lot of his accolades will get mixed up with uh, because we we do a lot of conflation of numbers and quality. I think when Drake wasn't going number one as much, there was a little bit more thoughtfulness and quality behind the music. Like, I think. um, Damn. Damn. I'm trying to think of some songs. I'm trying to think. Like, I feel like when to say when that wasn't a number one. It's one of Drake's better songs ever. Um, the charted, right? It's a lot, yeah, for sure. All everything is going to chart yeah. when you're at that level. I thought it charted pretty high. I, I'll go back but I'm saying number one. Yeah, like number one. I was going through his number ones, and it's like his number ones are like God's plan and um, God's plan deserving. It, like, like we get to shit like Tusi Slide, and it's like you have way better. <laughs> you have way better songs than Tusi Slide, bro. Yeah. Like it's like where it's like the hype. 
meeting Billboard. And then it gets to the point where it's a flip side to like the machine, right? I talked about the machine earlier. Drake is going to control 15 or 17 out of the top 20 on Billboard this week. That's like almost a foregone conclusion, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think like you know how people be like oh industry plant this industry plant that I don't think Drake is an industry plant industry plant but the same way those industry industry figures or heads work for industry plants they work for Drake also so it's like he has a half a billion dollar deal anything he does they they have to make sure it's pushed to whether it's like I'm organically clicking my phone or it's like I'm the old nigga that's disgruntled like yo you know 17 out of the top 20 how the fuck let me go back and listen to this shit again. Like, or it's like people that's never heard Drake. Or it's like, I don't really like that guy. He has breasts in his hair. You know them hardcore guys. Like, I have a question after you're done. Yeah. Like, or it's like, yo, uh, I'm going to go tune in to Drake this week. He got 17 in the top 20. This nigga got to be hot. Um, I think we do a lot of conflating, uh, moving the goalposts because Drake is Drake. But at this point, he has to be the greatest commercial rapper of all time. I'm not talking about skills. Um, I'm not talking about anything else, but just commercially 15 years in, 14 years in, never seen nobody do this before. And 14 years in provoked this much or garnered this much attention. And he's Teflon. Have we ever, what's the longest we've absolutely had without Drake dropping a song? I don't know. I don't know. Because when I was trying to calculate it, I think the longest we went without a Drake feature was, or a feature or a song was like maybe a year. So 15 years with no real lapses in production and you you, you don't really have a miss, you got to be the GOAT at some point. Don't really have a miss is crazy. So, all right, I'm going to play this and tell me what y'all think about this objectively. Yeah, one thing for really though, I just don't want people to be afraid to grow up. Mm-hmm. And hip hop, because that's that that'll destroy it. We can't just uh, go to uh, 24, 18 mm-hmm. and stop. You know what I'm saying? It, it has to be a level where we could grow with people that's 30 years old can listen to hip hop, because you still like hip hop, but mm-hmm. you really just can't relate to the stuff people were saying. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's not true. You know, I mean, so you can't feel it. Things not true when they just saying stuff. I mean, it's hot. Ooh, that was a hot line or mm-hmm. ill metaphor, but I don't really feel it. Like the thing that happened with Pac and Big and artists like that, you feel they work. You uh-huh. feel it. Like uh-huh. you can listen to it, you get emotionally attached. This stuff, you just, and that's why it wears off so fast because you like it and then it's. It doesn't you know, stick. It doesn't stick because uh-huh. there's no emotional attachment because they're not really being true to what they're talking about. Okay. But like I said, we in order, in order for hip hop to keep going, we have to grow with it. Okay. So you it's know? realistic to be 30 plus in a dress like you're yeah. dressing now. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, y'all can't see this. Yeah, this look at this. That's a terrible fucking outfit. That is a terrible outfit. Great message. Terrible outfit. I need to see this. Twenty-four, eighteen. The fit takes away from the message. <laughs> the fit takes away from the message. Fit bullshit. I'm so glad you you played it fit before you showed totally me. Totally bullshit. I'm not gonna lie, bro. Fit bullshit. If you would have showed me the fit before you played the clip, I might tune completely out, bro. What the right. fuck was he wearing? Now. Baggy dress shirt, blazer, fitted head to the side, a lot of fabric on the pants. <laughs> that fit was terrible. All right. Now into my deep dive. Yeah, that was crazy. Now into my deep dive. Deep dive. Uh, Ebro had a very uh, triggering tweet 
Um, where I, I usually don't even mention Ebro. I pay attention to what he's saying or what he does, but I usually don't mention him. Um, damn, I'm trying to get to it. I'm so sorry. Um, damn, what the fuck did Ebro say? Yeah, I remember Joe Button. Uh, all right, cool. Y'all remember Joe Button chase the kids down with the rocks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All time funny clip. All time. Yeah. Cause he was chasing the shit out of them. Real quick, while you're looking for I got content it, that I, you're I, looking I, for. Okay. All right. Well, can, so, I, can I still ask? Go ahead. Just real quick, no explanation. Whole numbers only. I'm giving you all the all the details now. Full numbers only or whole numbers only. What do you give it out of ten? The album. Yeah. Whole numbers only. So no four point fives. No 8.5s, whole numbers seven. only. Seven. Seven. Five. Five. Okay. You give it a three. I give it a four. I'm going to give it a seven because 8 a.m. and Charlotte's on it. All right. So, uh, Old Man April tweeted, Jay-Z in 2009 on Blueprint 3 was making songs with Drake, Cole, and Cuddy. and was being, quote, unquote, young forever. Now, did we view that as artists as he should not be collaborating with? Did we view that content and those collaborators as too young for him? I felt like this was a very disingenuous point to make yeah i really don't like because blueprint three was my first time where it's like yo this nigga might be old like for instance i was getting tired of the overuses of autotune but and jay used to control the trends but guess what happened at the death of autotune niggas started using it more niggas started using it more and i was like oh yeah jay doesn't control the pulse anymore (laughs) you know what i mean like for like maybe like a couple days and like oh shit but then it had a movement though it had a movement the older rappers like yeah we off auto t-pain has also said jay-z had hurt the shit out he killed my career damn near yeah yeah, so it's like exactly so he, he did. He, he said he put that shit right in there. He openly said he was like, "I went broke." broke I think it is a very disingenuous point. Jay Z is talking about off that the song with Drake. He's talking about basically whatever the trend y'all are on. We, that's young boy shit. I'm off that, and we are, we past tense because that's past tense. Like he's talking about basically everything's everybody's doing. All the young niggas is doing now. I bended that. That's old. Also, the latter two artists are artists of people he's cool with so it was kind of like yeah i mean but even I still you good, i don't I think that's a good point i, I don't it is it's, it's like not, yo i'm trying to bring you up no no not even just about that i was just dressing i don't give a fuck about drake collaborating with the younger artists what i care is about drake was the innovator for a long time like you know what i mean like whether you're taking um like most people haven't listened to minstrel show where where little brother Fonte, Fonte the rap singing melody shit is what Drake does is from Fonte the emo rap shit the diary rap it's that's from Joe Button he's a mixture of Joe Button Fonte Kanye Wayne and Jay Z and that's why the fuck he's so lethal because also, those okay. are drawn ass niggas to pull from also Drake I mean Jay Z wasn't on the track because Drake has a the track with Yachty where he's like I'm repping Crete listen that's crazy just, <laughs> that's crazy face. but listen. It became a thing where Jay was using the younger, I'm going to support you in a sense, I'm going to put you on my album, and I'm the biggest rapper right now, or me and Wayne, and I'm going to put you on my album, and I'm going to still do my old head thing. Yeah, where now, and now it's like, Drake, it's like, you're not innovating anymore. You're like, like the Yeet song sound like, he was like, yo, bro, what you got laying around? Like, it's, at me? it sounds like, yo, what do you have laying around? I agree. Like you like know, what I mean, thing, like eat a little bit more. He was snapping. 
I'm gonna keep it a bean. Uh, it sounds like a Yeet song. Whenever Drake collabs with artists, sometimes it well a good number of the time it doesn't feel like he was in the studio or they send each other verses. It literally sounds like he just jumped on it. Yeah, so I mean, that, that happens a lot. Yeah. It's the thing of I, I think I think that's what Joe Budden was saying. Uh, Drake fucked a couple of his girls, so it's a little bit more bitter. Like <laughs> I, God forbid, knock on wood, Drake didn't fucking the loves of my life, um, but. Basically, man, it's a disappointing thing when you see someone go from being the innovator to following a trend or hopping on a trend. Now, musically talented wise, musical talent wise, it's not a lot of fucking with him ever. Yeah. So it's like you're gonna be able to do this even to where the music, I don't think overall the music is bad. But if we're comparing Drake to Drake, and that's why I think a lot of people fuck up. It, it, like, but once you start doing that, you it, it compares it to. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> like, if this was a young nigga out of Philly, I'd be like, this nigga might be next up. Let me yeah. see what he does with his next project because it sounds like he's imitating people, but he's doing a really good job. And I would wait for the next project, but I'd be like, yo, this nigga is next up. But you're so. Drake is at the point where he's so good. He's so. He was so innovative for so long. We're yeah. willing to listen to what he has to say. Like when did Lemon Pepper Freestyle come out? Two years ago? About two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine like you take some of these songs compared to that and it's like, yo, what, can we get Lemon Pepper Freestyle? Just compare the writing. <laughs> Just compare the writing. Cause also another thing with relatability, I don't need to hear how rich you are every song. You don't have to give me a whole tape of Lemon Pepper Freestyles freestyles either. But give me some I think it's something for everybody on it. There's nothing introspective on the album. Introspective? So introspective is away from home. Yeah, I was about to say away from home. And draw Picasso a little bit. I gotta go draw back. Picasso. It's not Drake introspective. Though. That's the thing. We're comparing Drake to Drake. Yeah. That's all that's who I can compare. Well, that, well but think about think about how crazy that's <laughs> no, it's not that crazy though, because that's the thing about like Blueprint 3. If a, a regular New York nigga, if Fab releases that album, there wouldn't be the the narrative Fab doesn't really make good albums that yeah, well. I like Blueprint 3. But, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying, comparing it to Hove, <laughs> it's, like, it's the, the worst blueprint. <laughs> it's not better than two. It's not better than two or one. But clearly not better than one. But it's two. not. It's not better than the Black album. It's not better than. All right, so listen. Of course not. All right, so look. Even if it's, I'm gonna give you two. It's not better than Reasonable Doubt. Of course not. Not better than Volume One. Of course not. Volume Two. Of course not. On par with Volume Three, but it's not better than Volume Three. I'm following. It's not better than Dynasty. Of course not. That's five straight albums, right? Right. It's not better than... All right, I'm going to give you BP2. It's not better than the Black Album. Of course. I think it may be better than Kingdom Come. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy... I like so Kingdom that, look, Come. Look, this is six. I'm at six. You keep going. It's not better than American Gangster. Of course not. Seven. You go past Blueprint 3. It's not better than Watch the Throne. Nope. No. It's not better than Magna Carta. And I don't like Magna Carta. That's where we get into, brother. Yeah, that's so. All right, we eight. We eight. We skip what three at this point? Yeah, yeah. It's four for four. It's not better than four for four. No. So I, it's not better than four for four. It's not, bro. He was rapping, rapping. Yeah, he was. That's that's the most introspective. Jay. Yeah, he's yeah, introspective yeah. on every single song. I just like I like Blueprint three a lot, a but lot. I do too. Like, it's kind of for all the dogs is my least favorite Drake album. But other listen, than honestly, never. Mind. We compare Blueprint three to Hove, and it's a bottom. What is that? Eight out of eleven, bottom or 12. four. So it's, it's like bottom twenty five percent. 
and this is a Drake bottom 25%. He's given us a lot of music. Yeah. So it's like, when you've been dominant for so long, he's given us enough, and that's yeah. what that's the crazy part about the Joe Budden thing. He I said that. That, that that's getting caught up. He said that like, yo, this nigga don't ever have to do anything. He was like, yo, honestly, yeah. They talking about the, he's like they talking about the break. He was like, yo, it might be in one to two years or whatever. He was like, yo, honestly, go ahead. And it wasn't like, yo, you you doing this now? You fucking up. It was like, yo, bro, like you earned that. Yeah. Like you could be done. Yeah. And honestly. I never saw this Drake this lazy on a tour. And it's not even, matter of fact. No, no, no. He was lazy as fuck. No, 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 no. Not, a, not, I'm sorry. Actually, that's, that's fucked up because I don't want him cool tweeting us and shutting our podcast down. Listen, it's not laziness. I think Drake is honestly, let's not forget this nigga is a human, bro. Burnt out. This nigga is burnt out, bro. Yeah. Like, he is burnt out. And but also, as far as the tour goes, that man was up there. He was doing karaoke yet for half the concert. Somebody said he was <laughs> yeah, doing that. No, bro, the, he did first thing last night. Did you see it? Yeah. In the purple, bro, he like. Yeah, no, and the other thing is like he was doing three shows back to back to back, drinking every night. That's it was nice where he was going out to cities and he wouldn't go to an after party because he just had to go back to the crib and sleep because you got to wake up doing that shit all over. Like, I felt bad for him. Like I literally remember I was in the Discord at the time I saw the first thing thing and I was like yo I'm gonna back off a little bit I'm gonna stop being this harsh like overall he signed up for it yeah but, but you got how much music has he dropped in the, in the like since COVID until now how much music has that nigga dropped I don't know he's dropped a, the a most lot. of his career bro a lot I just I, I feel like and he's given us some memorable tracks in the time what to say win I'm losses a, I'm gonna I'm ask that that previous thought but somebody said that he's doing the anti-renaissance world tour that was funny. I saw that. <laughs> that was funny. Also, I, I just need Drake to. I don't care about if he would have stayed to the maturity level of views and all that. That's my favorite. Cool, album. cool. Views? You can stay at that. I like views and Scorpion and take care. Of course, you could. You could stay at views. I think Drake is regressing a little bit more. He's dissing women more than ever. That's another thing that we like. He, did about. you peep the Rihanna? Mm-hmm. That's so weird. Bro. I didn't understand that. Like I don't I understand. That. That's he so keeps weird. Dissing Megan, I don't know back. She might. She uh, allegedly she was letting niggas fuck. She might not let him fuck. I'll be a little. <laughs> I, ain't I wouldn't diss her though. <laughs> no, I'm just. <laughs> you let that nigga Tory bone. Bro, I ain't gonna cat, bro. I ain't gonna cat. I ain't gonna say in front with you. I'm fucking Drake, and you let Tory and the baby hit. I'm sorry. Right. You won't catch one of these shots. I'm keep it being. I'm not dissing no woman on the track. I'm being, but super thorough. I'm not dissing no Bro, woman on the track. Your, your, infamous, your infamous line is she can't afford fun. If you was a rapper. That specific, no, 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 listen, ah, listen. No, 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 no. No, because no, if you was a rapper, that'd be an no, intro to a fucking a song, bro. I'm going to keep it a being. That specific, that specific young lady cannot afford fun. Yeah, relax. That's, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that. My thing is you're going to double down on it. I'm tripling down on it. So I know Quadruple. so I know if you rap, bro, you would put it on the song. Cause that was a hard ass bar. I'm not even kept to. Yeah, that was I know bar. you for a long time. That would be the hardest bar you ever had. <laughs> I was compelled that night. So why? You I can't I just I just can't let you get your shit off and say you would never disagree on a track. Cause on I a track, sure. yes. That wasn't sure a track. Yeah. That was off the drink. Yeah. And we got you on a record record. Yeah. Bro. But I think like all jokes aside, I was trying to get a rise out of you with the Drake, the greatest shit. But obviously, I really feel like commercially he is. He is commercially, yeah. Like, I'm not saying record sold because technically it would be Eminem or somebody. But yeah. you know, I don't know why you looking like that. Don't get me started. It would. It is. It'd be, I but, think somebody 
finally about to surpass him, but I think it's still Eminem right now. I got to check that. Yeah, I, I'm just tired of staying culture. Like, we right. don't have to go into Drake didn't make the album for us. None of that. Um, but here, here's the, these are the two questions I had from earlier. Because um, I agree, I'm sick of stand culture as well. But America as a whole... Stand culture. So, we worship celebrities. So how do we get out of it? How that? y'all let him run it down here? He's not even from around here. I have a lot of some of my favorite Drake bars. That's one of my favorite Drake right. bars. <laughs> That's one of my favorite Drake songs. <laughs> so it's just like, our, we are kind of built our society upon it. So to say... Like, I, again, I am sick of it as well because I have a brain and I can think past the front of my face. But most people, they're that's just a like... Bar. They're just... they're Like, that's what they see. That's what they're enamored by. Or that's what they... Like, Drake means a lot more to some people than it ever could to us. And I'm the biggest Drake fan in this room. So... Shout out, G. He wants a shout out. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's not even going to listen to the fucking pod. No. Mean cut. Never mind. I, I, I think, you know what's crazy? <laughs> In 2009, I heard Fear, and Drake was my favorite artist at the time, him and Kanye, right? And he was like, I never cry when Pac died, and I probably would when Hove does. And I'm, you know, y'all know I'm pocked out. And I wasn't feeling Jay at the time. I wasn't, I'm like, yo, Kanye got him on run this town. Like, this nigga getting old. He talking about fuck auto tune. That auto shit, that auto tune shit, all right, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not I'm feeling Jay. You know what I mean? So, I think that's the time Can't Believe It came out, too. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I ain't gonna hold Can't you. Believe It was 2008. I'm not gonna he hold came you. right through 2009. I wasn't fucking with Wisconsin. Because that shit was so hot to me. What was the joke Chris Brown? Freeze. Like me, I wasn't fucking with Hov because that shit was hot. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it a bean. That war show, that that Hove debut, Death of Auto Tune. The following day, my dad was driving me to Fern Rock so I could take the train downtown to go to school. We played that shit the whole time, and that was hot. But as soon as I got on that train, can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't fucking with Hov. I wasn't like, fucking with it. Listen, it's like a thing of, uh, bro. I don't know, man. That shit is it's it's really hard to explain, bro. Like. But for him to uh, provoke all these feelings out of people, I think that's the other thing from from fifteen to forty five. Fifteen forty five. What? 15, what? That's the, the demographic. That's like that's a lot of fucking people in but a large age. Group. The problem is we're his second largest demographic, and we're like, damn, this is kind of immature. It is. I think I don't. Th- it's kind of getting to a point where can he reply to me on my Instagram or our, 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 or or the pod's Instagram or Twitter page and be like. Look at this. This is a failure. This is a nigga who was scared to get in the booth. He's fucking gonna actually do that, bro. He's like, petty. What, what ha- like where, where does the the lane of criticism lie? And I understand, like I, Martin said it on Runtel that I fucking hate critics. Y'all scared to do the shit yourselves. And I understand the perspective, but everybody doesn't want to be a stand-up comedian. Everybody doesn't want to be a rapper. I think it's just an interesting dynamic. Because no matter how we feel about the album, we all think it was good music. May not be the best. I don't think he's blink I think he enjoyed some of the songs. He gave it a four, bro. I'm talking about the album. I'm talking about every aspect of the album. But like as far as listening to it, it was good. Yeah, like the song's not ass. If this was a young bull from Philadelphia, not the biggest rapper ever, possibly. So Little Bucks. If Little Bucks made this, how would you feel about it? I don't know who he'd be for with. If somebody, a random young bull from Philly dropped this, I would say it's a seven. How would you feel about it? I would say it's a classic. Classic is crazy. He's bitten, but still, I get what he's saying, but he will push the rating up. Yeah. But I'm comparing you to you. Like, you know what happened in 2016? Life of Pablo came out, and I heard that fucking intro. I love that. Listen, stop. Damn. 
Life of Pablo came out. I heard the intro. I said, oh, shit. Like, I was swearing off this nigga a little bit. Let me see what... And I start, I'm like, real friends, no partisan. Oh, I said, oh, you got me. You got me. He, this is when I thought it was over. 2018, when you start having more mental breakdowns on Twitter, you know what I said? I'm not going to consume his albums anymore. I'm not gonna, I didn't consume Ye. I didn't consume Kid Sequels. I didn't consume Donda. I didn't consume none of that. I heard Rob with Donda, uh, the joint with The Weeknd and Lil Baby. Hurricane. Rob, yeah, Rob was playing that. I'm Mom. like, this joint sound crazy. Yeah, that's just, and Rob like, yo, bro. Just he like yo, bro. Clear your mind and listen to Donda. It's really good music. This nigga is still like there. He's just not cursing no more. I'm like, no matter what happens I did, in Kanye I life, to, he brings it together. To I, make I, I didn't listen to it. I didn't listen to Donda. You should. And I, I I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass. I'm going to take your word for it. Like anybody that says it's hot, I'm going to, I'm take your word for it. Anybody that says it's bad, I'm going to take your word for it. Um, I Joe Budden them. They killed it. And then they were like, yo, we let a little time go by, and we think Donda's a masterpiece. And I, I don't really care anymore. And I would just add my two cents on that. Every time everybody listen to Donda, I find something else I like. See, so it's like a thing of, but this is what I'm going to do with Drake because he gave me so much music throughout 14 years of his career. It's actually 16 years. You want to go back to comeback season, room for improvement and all that. You gave me so much music that I did like. Over here on the way here, I'm plucking through all his albums just playing shit. Bro, I went on SoundCloud play Days in the East. Ain't that you on know? Care Package? Was it? So. You put it on Care Package? So. Well, I went on SoundCloud. I didn't. Not for obvious, but... Just so you don't got to do that on the way yeah. home. <laughs> you know I mean, you go to Chanel and get rewards already. You know what I mean? But it's like, yeah, it's all, it, it's all I, I, I went back and you gave me so much. Like, I don't have a con, I don't have a Drake, Kanye, Hove, Wayne. I don't have to uh, pinpoint on, oh shit, this ain't the same comparing you to you. I don't have to do that no more. Or I don't have to do that, period. Because y'all niggas is up there. Y'all already out of here. Y'all legends. Yeah. Y'all shit is already cemented. So my, my, my last question was, Drake is the face of Brad. Mm-hmm. And, and me. But, okay. Um, at, at this moment in time, he's like insurmountable. Like Cole's about to drop an album, but he still won't be the face of Brad. Right. I think my... I think they all the face once they drop, honestly. All jokes aside. I think for whatever time... Kanye said it the best 2013. He said, when I dropped Yeezus, it was Yeezy season. Jay, Jay had a season. And now it's Drake season. I think when uh, they all, like, yeah, nobody does the biggest like Drake does at this point. He has he covers the cast the largest net. But I think whenever Cole drops, it stops for a couple months. So, like, I agree with that. You know what I mean? But like, my, my, what I'm trying to say is, like, for the entry level fan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so like Drake is the fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My problem with Drake is he's he's such a brand and he's so good at what he does. Even his album, right? Yeah. Who surpasses him? Who is next? No, 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 no. All just aside. Who, who I, I tweeted it like four AM last night. Drake, Kendrick, and Cole are the last three rap icons. And, I, and that, that's I saw that they're too, done. And I'm like, yo, who? Because rap is still in its infancy. But it's done. I, I don't. I don't want. I don't want to. Shit cooked. That. I don't want to believe that. Shit cooked. It is. I don't because this is the thing. This is the thing. This is the thing. And you said some, part of it earlier, but Chappelle said uh, also on his uh, inside the actor studio thing, where art and corporate, where art and corporate interest, cor- corporate interest meet, is where art dies. Art dies, but also it'll it should get weird. Yeah. 
So, and I was talking to my dad about it last night. He was like, what you think about Drake album? And I'm like, yo, you know, he's like, yo, I know you've been a big fan for a long time. What do you think? And I'm like, for him, and I was like, I think he's like aging in reverse. Like, and I'm like, he's still good, but it's like, he's like, well, he got to feed the machine too. It's not a one-way thing. Yeah. And he's like, what if Drake wants to go in there and go do this, this rap song? And, or just like, I want to go, y'all got to do it one time for the backpackers. I'm going to bring Fonte out, put him on the hook. I'm going to have Button write a verse about his this chick that left him. I'm going <laughs> to, you know what I mean? I'm going to have Ye produce the whole shit, man. We're going to get him his pills. Like, all types of shit. Yeah, he's on, he's on uh, psychology. Yeah, so, yeah. I can't get the word. Yeah. I'm going to have Hove come in and spit some, drop some jewels from the super old head perspective. I'm going to do all this. I'm gonna have Wayne come in there with the cups and all that, and 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 the lighter flick. I'm gonna have all this, and they like, yo, what the fuck are you talking about? If you don't go make that young boy music, <laughs> who beat you the you fuck gotta up? Get on this TikTok algorithm, dude, yeah, like, yo, we gotta <laughs> we gotta do these things. We got shit to do. So and it's I, like, I think, I think that's another thing people don't account for for Drake. Like, he has a lot of other people to answer for than those us. Like, he can rap the yeah. What what do you so what do you say about the Lucy and shit? Like, who's the the CEO of Universal, because uh, it can't be Lucian or some yeah, shit. Yeah. Who's bringing home the bacon yeah, yeah. and cleaning? Like he was fucking going there. He was but standing. it's like, let's really Lucian is a sir. That's Sir Lucian. <laughs> like that's the power we can't even think he, about. He signed to four different niggas. Yeah, what I mean, push it, he said you signed to a nigga. That I think he signed direct directly with. He signed directly with TMG. No word. But I think I think Birdman forever gets points, and Wayne might forever get points. But I think Dwayne, I mean Drake, is signed directly. That, that that last for half a billion was the direct deal. Yeah, but it's like I think he burnt himself out, and it's because of the machine. And the machine and Chappelle said it best: "We good for the good. The sh- machine is good for the, for us, but we definitely good for the machine." Yeah. And after a certain point of running yourself, pause, you will get tired. So. That's that's really I mean my thing. To close out the Drake thing, what y'all what y'all think is the top three timestamps? Damn, you fucked me up, bro. Yeah, it's always good I, I, yeah I needed I needed to be prepared to answer. No, prepare now. Um, Five AM Toronto, nine AM in Dallas. Um, is this what y'all want? Go ahead. Y'all don't give me. I wrap the whole shit. Five PM, nine AM. Five AM, nine AM. Five AM Toronto. I'm having trouble. Conjuring a third, but that's my top two. Um, 7 a.m. in Germany, middle of the ocean, and that's the time stamp. Middle of the ocean time stamp. Is it? He put a time stamp in it. No, matter of fact, I'm thinking of the remorse. He put he put a time stamp in the the remorse. The remorse is part of the the songs, whereas the resistance, the ride. We could play it that way. Yeah. If we just like we we gotta talk about those. If we just talk about time stamp (laughs) is the name, I'm gonna say uh, 7 a.m. in Germany. Um, even though he renamed it, but that's 7 a.m. in Germany. 7 a.m. in Germany is what? Renamed what? Do Not Disturb? Yeah. Um, okay. 7 a.m. in Germany, 5 a.m. in Toronto. And All right, specific. Let's not get too nerdy. Specific timestamp. I gave so, like, what that set song title is okay, that. So I can't do that. Okay. So I'm going to say 5 a.m. in Toronto, 9 a.m. in Dallas, and 4 p.m. in Calabasas. Oh, yeah, that. Love that. All your self promoters is janky. We established. He was going crazy. I got, I got 5 a.m. I got 5 a.m. again. Sign off. I got 5 a.m., um, 9 a.m., and I'm going to go different. 
Uh, I got 6 p.m. Mm, that's a good one. Because he put one. some substance in New York. 6 p.m. in New York. Rap something for Oh, me. you gotta love it. Oh, you gotta love it. Oh, oh you gotta love it. Hey. Right. I like that. I heard we were circulating. Let's get to the bottom no, of this it. This is when he was at Tiger. Yeah. He was at everybody. He was at everybody in that job. I'm, and I'm never afraid to get no blood on my leaves. Yeah, he just keeps going crazy. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. wonder who wrote that. Relax. Onward. You trying to step outside, bro? Onward. Relax. You trying to step outside, bro? Yeah. You still outside. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's my that's my Drake conclusion. Um, we talked about Drake for quite some time. People are gonna love this episode. Shout out Drake. Drizzy. Oh, let me get my quick review of the the songs really really fast. Virginia Beach is amazing. I wish he would have rapped on it. Yes. Um, calling for you. Uh, Friday sample. Shout out Friday man. Fucking killing it. Yes, sir. Um, His album's good too. Yeah, good as shit. Um, the songs feels a little empty. I think that's because he put the skit in there instead of just going again. And the 21 season feature was totally unnecessary. Fear of Heights. Why are you dissing Rihanna for whatever exact reason? Um, and, then, and then the beat starts speeding up. And he was like, I know you got a cat, but can your pussy do the dog? I, and I, 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 I cringe every time. Um, so pushing Fennel, pushing Pharrell dissing there. I, I don't really like when he does shit like that nowadays. Like I prefer the disses on like the timestamps and shit like that. Where instead of like it's a song about something and you randomly sneak in a diss and you're like, I know you're scared of little Aubrey. Like it's like, oh, come on, bro. Um, Daylight is a bomb. Southside beat, another tough beat. Um, first person shooter. I think J. Cole has the best per- verse on the entire project, to, to, uh, uh, to be honest. Um that Lucian versus it's a tough compete. I got I got I got first person shooter. Um I'm not a fan of I don't give a fuck what you eat. Um, not really a big fan of uh seven six nine seven nine six nine Santa, but Tizo's voice comes on at the end is very angelic. You know how uh Kylie Blood did the Drake vocals come in? Yeah, the Tizo the Tizo vocals come in yet. Um you out in the midst of the album after Snoop introduces the song essentially. Sounds way better. I still don't think the song was really a single, but it went number one. What the fuck can I say from the couch? Um Behind the Promises, I was expecting more of this on the album. I feel like he really didn't get all the way. He didn't pull everything he could have from that that song and beat and vibe. Um, but it was pretty cool. Try Our Best is amazing, even though it was a leak. Um, that's that's all that. The melody is great. That's all that. Yeah. <laughs> Drew Picasso, same thing. All that. Um, I don't think it's missing almost any elements of this song. Um, Members Only is a PND track. It's cool. I don't think this is the best, their best collab track, but I don't think any of the collab tracks are terrible. So, you know, you're always going to get a good to great song when those two link up. Um, what will Pluto do? It's a cool track. I think the Set flow, the flow and the, the flow and the cadence is very, very good. And, and he could have kind of said anything on that track. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, all the parties, Chief Keith voice was a great uh, add to it. The verse wasn't really that good. Uh, I, I really think the song is kind of forgettable for those two very influential artists. Yeah. Um, 8 a.m. in Charlotte, what needs to be said. Um, stop giving me Big Sean bars sometimes. I hate that. Just because your delivery is that good, don't give me Big Sean. Like, you didn't have to end the verse with that Yugoslavian bullshit. I check us a lot. You didn't and have the to. The bar is so bad. He didn't have to do it. The delivery is good. <laughs> he didn't have to do it. Um, the bar is terrible, though. <laughs> BBL love, beautiful. Oh, I just was going to hit on. I ain't going to hold no, you. No. I was so scared of your review of that song because that's my shit. Gently, Spanish. Um, <laughs> Rich Baby Daddy. Banger. Kiss My Ass. Uh, I've never listened to that song. Banger. 
Um, <laughs> another late night, very forgettable. I don't think him and Yachty need to do songs unless Yachty is just producing or providing yeah, background vocals. But I like this song. Like Away this. from home, fucking bomb, bomb. I love. What did Drake say on um? Is you with me? Did you? Did what he say? I made a career off reminiscing. I made a career off reminiscing. So is yeah, I understand. Yeah. Like reminisce more, bro, because you know what I mean. And polar opposites. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Like you know, but overall, I would keep personally for everyday consumption. I would keep about nine to ten tracks off the album, and this is his nigga not even trying. So imagine if he tried. And also, I think the biggest thing is. If he just when he said it, he said it the best in the Red Radar interview. But also, I understand the streaming rules, where it becomes a thing of you have a half a billion dollars, they gonna want twenty songs out you every time for streaming purposes. And he was saying nothing was the same. He was able to get so concise to down to fourteen songs and get his message across in multiple different areas. And it's like you got the super rapping on uh, Tuscan Leather, and then you got. You know, you got your, your single and all me, a whole, and then you, that's your rap single. Then you got your hold on your going home. And then you got your turn up, which is worst behavior. Then you got your, your shit where it's introspective is uh, connect from time. From time uh, connect. Like, it's like, bro, it's, it's all types of shit on the album. With, you know what I mean? But y'all know how I feel about nothing was the same. But that's 14 songs. I think if you could diss the, could diss the album and you was able to give me. 10 out of those 14, I'll be like, yo, this is a fucking 8.5, 9 out of 10. I think that's the case for his last four <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it, it comes to things of it's too many songs, but also it's a thing he's playing a different game. Yeah, but like if Certified Loveboy had 10 tracks, bro, so bro, yeah, that'd be perfect. Niggas would have been like, yo, that's, that's a classic. <laughs> um, yeah, um, so let me get it out the way. Alright, so we're done with Drake. Um, Quick, quick little note. Social Security should be running out by 2034. Just letting y'all know now. So we, we will never retire. Yeah. Uh, I remember having that conversation with my mom as a kid. And I was like, this shit just don't like, you know how you just pick up on some shit? Yeah, you're like, it don't make sense. Yeah. And she, she, my mom was like, well, y'all know what you're talking about. Then she had this conversation like two months ago. She was like, I remember you saying that as a kid. I was like, yeah, this shit, this shit just didn't add up. Yeah, this shit over. <laughs> um, so with crime rampant, um, a lot of people are realizing that the inner city will go. Uh, well, now people are not realizing, but the inner city will undergo a major change. Um, our new mayor um, is coming in, and she will institute or implement a constitutional stop and frisk. And what do y'all think about that? I'm torn on it because stop and frisk is never good, and it hasn't been good, but and. <laughs> the way our community is going is needed because these young boys walk around with switches and glocks with turkey butt in Keese's words and you might got to stop and frisk them young boys I'm sorry and shysties in 90 degree weather like you you are up to no good I've said it a bunch of times <laughs> you niggas is up to no good and as much as I am for like civil rights and your human rights and someone to stop you and ask you what you're doing and where you're going y'all not Y'all not behaving well. <laughs> Y'all got you gotta get checked, big bro. I feel like we had to we had to go through some sort of change or something has to change because this city is kind of crazy. Yeah. So are were you guys in retrospect, were you opposed to the ninety four crime bill or do you feel like this is another like I personally feel like this is a, another case where 
things have gotten so bad that it's kind of reminiscent of that 92 era, 93 era, where the 94 crown bill had to get passed for inner cities to slow down? I think it's going to it's gonna look good in the moment, but in retrospect, 20 years from now, we're going to look like, ah. Because we got to realize, like, even though it's needed, these laws get abused. So is it the right law for the right time? Yes. But will it be abused later on? History has told us yes. So in 20 years, we'll be looking back like, why the fuck did we pass that? Bill? I feel like I don't know enough about the crime bill to compare it to. Well, it's, it's a common misconception that that started like giving niggas football numbers. That wasn't, that was actually Ronald Reagan mm-hmm. that implemented football numbers. If you're not uh, hip mm-hmm. to what football mem- numbers are, it's essentially long sentences where it's like 50 years. These crazy sentences like, for- He's got 88 on his shirt right now. Yeah. It's a football number. Yeah, niggas is getting crazy years um, back then. Um, I'm speaking from a police of privilege, but I'm not into anything, so I don't really. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a law by citizen. Yeah, I agree for the most part. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man. Um, I feel bad for the young bulls because they don't. They strip the resources from you to kind of make you more susceptible to violence, susceptible to violence and crime, and uh, for you to lack foresight. And you don't even you realize what eat. you're doing. Yeah, you can't. You can't, really, like, you can't, can't, you can't read or stuff. count yeah. on a proper level. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. And they're going to just send you to jail because you're fully developed at 25. But once you turn 17, 16 ish, you can go to big boy, de- big boy jail, depending on what you did. Yep. And it's like, technically, they can give you a dime at 16. And you might not really be able to fully understand what the fuck you did until you're 26, 25, because that's when your brain's fully developing your frontal lobe. So it's like it's a very slippery slope of implementing this uh, constitutional stop and frisk by the new mayor, uh, mayoral nominee or electee, uh, uh, Sherelle Parker, I, I believe. I think it's the didn't she just win the job? I think so. I, I, let me, I, let me, let's not be ignorant. This is the Fox theory. Um, mayoral elect. <laughs> I this nigga <laughs> Well, it's it's November seventh, but she's probably gonna get in there and you know do that shit. Yeah, I see keys, but yeah, November seventh. So go vote, man. Well, y'all niggas, uh, not gonna vote, but still, yeah. Sabin first will probably come back. Um, that will be something because the it's going to be the older crowd voting, and they're going to be like, yo. Mm-hmm. Quick question. Also, to back, not even quick. Uh, one of the questions to close out the plot. Will you guys ever feel like you will be satisfied in life or will there always be a next level to reach? Let's say you're 50, one to two million dollars in savings, go on vacations, go on trips with your wife once a month, go on real vacations about every three months. Everything's going fine. Your kids are about to leave for college, maybe, um, or about to go start their business about 18, 19 years old. Got the whatever car you want. On a reasonable level, like you might not have Bugatti, but you know, fuck it. You got a AMG Benz. Yeah, you got AMG Benz. Will you feel satisfied, or do you think our generation maybe has been uh, indoctrinated to always chase, 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 and never settle down? I would feel satisfied, but I would know that it's another level that I could tap into. Oh shit, that's a Drake reference. That is. A yeah, good I had to slide that in there, Paul. But Come I, on, bro, I just feel like. <laughs> Like I would be satisfied, but I would know like I could be doing more. Uh, I would be satisfied coming from where we come from. That's a privilege. Like 
if I was to be able to reach that level, yeah, you want that life at that point. Yeah, I, w- I would be completely satisfied. My wife happy, my kids happy. I can go in. The- All right, your wife cheating though. It's like no, fuck no I'm just I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> But if, like, if I can come home and smile at my wife and kids every day, cook dinner and make sure they're good, take my wife shopping, buy my kids the latest shit, now they got no worries, I would be completely content. So be a trick. For my wife, I'm going to be the biggest trick. You got it's no as a trick for your wife. Yeah, she can have whatever she, she wants. She going to McDonald's. <laughs> I want her to live. I'm not feeding her McDonald's past what? like 32. Yeah, I don't even like girls I date now get McDonald's, bro. That shit, that shit out. Yeah, that shit's super out. Um... Yeah, man. Um, yeah, that was my main question for the week. But I've been thinking about that recently. Like, what would it take for me to be satisfied? And I realized it'd just be maybe it'd be a able lot of money. To, like, my little, sister, money. my little sister like shit. Be able to buy my little sister shit. Be able to buy my, my wife shit and have kids to come home and see my kids every day. How old is your little sister? Little sister turn. She's 14. She'll be 15 next year, bro. My little brother turned 16 on Tuesday. And the, the idea of buying him what he'd be asking for, bro. I'm gonna need a million dollars. Yeah, and on the, it'll, it'll be on some random shit. I, I, we all in the sneakers. I, I wore some Asics to my mom crib. She was like, "Casey, don't you want some of them?" I'm like, Come "Casey, on. don't you want some of them?" Yeah. I would have left. Yeah, that shit. I, my I little brother sent me a a page of all the PC parts he needed. I was like, "Oh, all right." Yeah. That's all I said. <laughs> oh, all right, it's crazy. No, my little sister got a PC, but I know when she need to upgrade it, I'm, my phone will be ringing. You gonna pick that call up? Of course. Shout out to you. Yeah. I don't really. I don't think I've ever told her no. I'm like, ask dad, ask All grandma. Right. The only time I ever told her she knows when I'm busy. She's like, can you come see me today? I'm like, look, I'll be there this weekend. You gotta work today. Look, I'll be there this weekend. Oh, different. Yeah, man. Um, shout out to y'all. Um, see, I had to shut the fuck up on the sibling talk. I ain't no siblings. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I. I won't be satisfied until. I don't know. I might gotta buy my parents like a house or something. And then I feel like I'm probably I could probably get up out of here then. I could probably get out of here then. You know what I mean? But yeah. Until man. then. Until then. It's like a forever and then, you know, whatever. Yeah, I just I just wanna be able to take care of my family. Oh, ain't it beta day? Call of Duty. Yes, it is. It's beta day, right? Call yeah, of Duty. Feast sent the sent the screenshot earlier. You can automatically download it. Yeah, pretty sure. I think it's. Not, I think, don't you need a code? No, because no, the game. Free. Yeah, the game come out what next week, next month. Yeah. How many people can play at once? I think six. I think it's, it's six. multiplayer. Six. Yeah. I'm about to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go run some errands, but I'll be on the night. I'm gonna get to us run some errands. I ain't played the game so long, bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna download it before I dip out. Let me see how much money I made on this. Yeah, no, that's that's what we're gonna do. That's that's our plans after we leave here. Did y'all watch anything this week? That what y'all want to tell the listeners about? Like I watched uh, half of Marshall Lynch interview. We can save it for next week if y'all yeah. want. Um, I watched my eyelids for the majority of this weekend. You watch what? My eyelids. Oh, I, was I was watching my computer screen. For y'all hear him, right? He was asleep when he got no clips. He got all his back. That's not back That's footage. not the reason why. He got all his back footage. It's not no the clips. reason why. I was, I was watching my computer screen all week and driving around. Being a slut. Yeah, I, I mean, I got a big interview coming up. I'm so sorry. I got a big interview coming up. Um, hopefully, I get this. If I get this, my crib is going to be insane. If not, my crib is gone. You know what I mean? Be a crib. I can, I can sleep here. You know what I'm saying? Humble abode. 
Humble abode. Okay. Hey, I gotta buy some TVs. I gotta buy a fucking couch. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm supposed to. Can't wait to come sit on your couch, bro. You're not coming in. Um, yeah, that's crazy. We're gonna do the pot on the porch. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm actually gonna look into putting in an offer tomorrow, Tuesday. Hopefully, I get this John. I'm gonna lowball him and get my shit right. Um. So yeah. Um. This is a drinkified ass fucking podcast right here, but he deserves it as the goat. Um. All right, Jay Z's the goat, but still, you know what I mean. Drink the goat. You know what I mean. Who the goat? Who the goat? <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. Keith scared of the six. Yeah, you ain't scared of the six, bro. Or shit. You a Virginia Beach ass nigga. Virginia Beach is beautiful. I wish he rapped on it, but that is beautiful. The first two songs of that album are just beautiful. But, yeah. you know, we can get out of here. All right. Five, two, three. Holla at y'all next week. Episode 39. Willie Parker. I'll holla at y'all.